Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Sam, welcome back to the podcast, my man. It was fun hanging out with you this past weekend. Massive victory, senior night. You went out on top. Uh, A lot of fun stuff to get into today, but the most important thing that I want to talk to you about is you found the banana man. You found it. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, we actually, uh, that's the power, the, you know, one of the uh, great things of social media is, um, yeah, literally I, that, that night um, I found him on Instagram or he, we kind of found each other. Um, and then throughout the next day, we were kind of just going back and forth on like, you know, where should we meet? You know, like it was, it was a done deal. Like he was getting the jersey and, um, you know, he's uh, Ryan. Um, you know, I met a new new friend and a new guy. Uh, you know that I appreciate, and um, definitely was a very cool uh, and humbling experience for sure. Of um, somebody who's just uh, you know a big fan, has been a fan for a while, and um, so yeah, I was really happy to get it done. And it was we just met on the quad. So actually, the picture behind me, we met right out there. Can't write um, any better. And yeah, exactly. And so we uh, we got it done. And you know, he's a great dude, and looking forward to it. And um, it was it was very cool, and so you know maybe I come out next week in a banana costume, but you know, <laughs> maybe I mean Sam, you got to keep people on their toes. It, do we think this is the first ever football jersey banana costume switch, like in the history of the world? Perhaps? Absolutely, absolutely, ever. I think ever. I think so. I think it has wow. to be. I think history. that's the only. Uh, I'm not sure, but history and yeah, history in the making. For sure. History in the making. Well, speaking of history in the making, Sam, you had your senior day at Truist Field, and I mean, it really couldn't have gone much better. You balled out. Your team got the win. What, what did that mean to you to to be able to win your last game at Truist Field, a place where you've you've played a lot of football? Uh, I meant everything. I mean, I think uh, you know all the um, kind of emotions, right? Like Eric, you kind of understand it. You know, it's like you've been playing, you know, for a long time at one place, and you know, your routines and, you know, your different spots on the field and your different memories, um, they all kind of flood in, you know, that last time. Really, it, it kind of hit me when I was doing my pregame warm-up. It was kind of like, you know, the next time I'm going to be out on standing on the field, I'll be in sweats and a you know, jacket and just kind of standing there. And um, so it, it did, it hit me then. And then, you know, obviously the game and then senior night and seeing my mom and dad on the field and, um, you know, kind of running out. Uh, and then and then really the last really big kind of before, after, and then after the game was, you know, very sentimental, but um, kind of that you know, we always go out early as captains and, you know, that kind of lap um, down and like our crowd and kind of whom the bell tolls is playing and you're all juiced up and kind of, you know, me, uh, Jurgens and uh, Blake have all kind of, we came in mid-year together and we kind of all just kind of stood there for a second, kind of soaked it in. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say that some of us weren't tearing up. Um, and so it was kind of like, you know, we knew that this was, this was it. And so, um, it was it was just good to, like you said, get a win. So, you know, the next time I'm on there, the last, you know, real memory was uh, winning. So, yeah, that's incredible, man. And, and just, again, to go out the way you did, 70% completion rate, 375 total yards, four passing tutties. I mean, it's just, it was impressive to watch. And, and your last play ever on that field, you're in victory, victory formation taking a knee. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I want to ask you, do you remember your first play at Truist Field ever, what your first play was? First play ever. I'm trying to think what game would that have been. It would have been. Um, I'm, not I'm not helping you at all. You got to. You got. I know. Do I don't now. even think you you could. I'm trying to. I've think got. What do you mean? I did the research. I've got it written down. No, no. Right I here. know. I'm saying like I don't even know if I could. So it's 
Ta- it was Townsend. Townsend. It was Townsend. And I'm going to guess it was some type of in, like a, a gap scheme handoff. Was it a, it was a run? That's a good guess. That's a great guess. That's what it was against Tulane. And then you went like for 5 million passing yards, which was crazy. Your first ever start. But at home, your first ever play in front of Deke Nation, 23-yard pass to Greg Dortch, who you would go Ooh, on to oh, throw it to that. him like 40 times that game. Yeah. And he's balling right now on Monday night. So that's pretty cool the, to see yes, the yes, evolution I do of remember it. that. I remember that exact play. That's funny. Yes, I do. I do remember. <laughs> yep. 100% now I remember. Yeah, it was like a kind of like a glance across the, yeah, like exactly. the field. Yeah, he was coming to my right. We were on the left. Yep. No, I do remember that. Yeah, a lot, that of, a lot of passes since then, but that was the first yeah, one. Right, that was right. the first but one I ever. do, if you, yeah, I could watch that game and tell you somewhat. <laughs> and then I could tell you that a lot of the times I didn't know what was going on. Sure, so. sure. Make it happen. Whatever, whatever it has to do. Listen, hey, we, we talked about this on Saturday night, but I want our listeners here uh, to kind of hear it as well, because I loved your answer. The, the legacy that you have left, the legacy that your senior classmates, that you just mentioned a, a handful of them, that have left on Wake Forest ha- has been amazing. Was this the vision that you had coming to Wake Forest? Like you knew, hey, I make this decision. We're going to change this thing for the better. Yeah, you know, there was always talks of it. And there was always like, oh, you know, I'd you know, love to get to an ACC championship. you love to win an ACC championship. you love to, you know, Good to great was kind of that, you know, last year's big uh, motto. And I feel like that kind of cap- encapsulates our our entire, um, you know, you know, career here of, of trying to, you know, get over the hump and, you know, get into the, the column, the win columns and get into the ACC contention and the Atlantic and then obviously the whole entire division. Um, I think so. I mean, but again, it's like, you know, talk is talk is cheap, as they say. And um, I think it was really just uh, a lot of buy in from a lot of different guys and um, you know, us sticking to, you know, the base stuff. And I think it really comes down to, you know, a, a team like us, we're, we're really never going to be uh, on paper better than a lot of the teams we play, especially in the ACC and the Atlantic. Um, you know, I'd say probably three games this year, we're going to say match. Like, if you look at us on paper, we're a better football team. And obviously, again, it's the same thing. Numbers are numbers. And that stuff usually doesn't mean anything. College football, you watch you know, last week, any team can beat any team on any day. And so, um, but, you know, if you just look at it from, you know, a number standpoint, so we know and we knew throughout our whole career, it's always going to be detailed execution, um, you know, out preparing, out working the 1%, all that stuff. And um, I think we just have done such a great job at that. And, and, and honestly, at this, this year, we haven't done in some points the, the best job. And, um, you know, that falls on us as players to, you know, be detailed, be execute, and especially on the road, all, you know, all the different factors. And, um, but I think so. And I think we've set the standard and set a tone that, um, you know, in order to do it, it's not going to be easy and it's not, uh, something that you can just show up and do, um, which we learned this year. And I think a lot of the younger guys are seeing, like, you know, we, we know inside our program that we're, we have a, you know, a special football team this year and, and on offense, we just, you know, we got some dudes, you know, all across the board. Um, but it's not going to just happen, right? We can't just go up to Louisville and expect to win, right? They came out and just whooped our tail for four quarters um, and so on and so forth. So I think so, but I still think there's always, you know, that next step or that next level that guys can do. And I think that's also the challenge here is like, we got to do it every single, you know, we're not playing where it's like, you know, seven games out of our, our regular season. We're better than the team. And if, you know, we sleepwalk through the second, first, second quarter, we'll be fine. It's like, right. no, we have to show up week in and week out and like most teams you have to do that but you know especially here it's it's definitely a challenge. Sam we know you have a few games left of course the game against Duke and then a bowl game but 
When you look back, and I, I know that Deke Nation loves you. You can uh, cite my mother-in-law as one of those people who just got to meet you. But what, what do you hope they remember <laughs> about you and your time at Wake? Um, you know, uh, you know, I played with passion. Um, you know, I played with, um, you know, I, I gave them a good show, I guess, as they say, you know, the, uh, um, as my, my favorite movie of all time might be cliche. Sorry, there's going to be some loud noises going on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my favorite movie of all time is, is Gladiator. Um, you know, so it's kind of the whole, you know, right, exactly. And so, um, you know, it's your job to be in the arena and entertain. Um, and, uh, you know, that's what a, a gladiator does is he's, he's got to put on a show and, and uh, perform. So I think that's a part of it. And, you know, give people experiences like the ACC championship last year of, of going down to Charlotte and having a student body travel like we did mm-hmm. before. So I think uh, to narrow it down would just be play with passion, you know, play with, you know, like an edge, but, you know, always keeping composure, never like losing it, giving a kid a bad habit of, you know, I slammed my helmet time or two, but, you know, not showing like a younger kid that that's okay. Um, and, um, yeah. And then just giving them, you know, memories that'll last a lifetime. I love that, Sam. And, you know, when you talk about the success that you guys have had here, just truly an unprecedented run in the history of Wake Forest and their football program. I know that you and and your senior class has been a big part of that, but what else would you attribute it to? Maybe coach Clawson or just the buy-in from the athletic department at Wake Forest. What else would you attribute these years of success to? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, if I turn my camera, I don't want to, like, make it a big ordeal. But, like, obviously, we have our new facilities going up. Um, so, you know, it's it starts um, from the top, right? It starts with, um, you know, obviously, President Winty, um, you know, AD John Curry, um, and then the Coach Clawson as well. But just their buy-in to our program and, and to get us, you know, rolling and get us kind of not caught up would be a, a bad word to use because, like, our weight room and our facilities – our football offices is all, you know, top of the line, state of the art. Um, but like our locker room and um, practice facilities and whatnot and rehab and recovery are all like right on the cusp of being, um, you know, up there with everybody in the country. And so I think that's a start and that's, you know, more for the next generations and the next mm-hmm. kind of to make, like I said earlier, just make that next step. Um, but I, I mean, I think it starts with Coach Glosson. I think his um, consistency and, and um, just who, who he is as a person you know, day in and day out, right? Never too high, never too low. It's it's a very easy person to play for and an easy, you know, person to go to war with. Um, and I think that sets the tone as a as myself as a captain, and then and that that message is relayed through us as captains and then to the team. And then and I think another part of it that gets very undershadowed is our buy in from the younger guys. Um, like I'm sure you guys have it at Clemson, but like your scout team's giving you everything they have, and they're giving it in a way of you know not trying to take you know undercut a receiver but it's they're giving you the best look that they can possibly and they're working their butt off knowing i'm never going to see the field but it's like hey that's you you know they have everyone has a job on the team and i think that's been um such a cool thing is like you know my first two three years it was very hard to get a good look and now these guys are coming out and just busting their tail day in and day out it's like you know that's you know that's a part of our winning culture is you know a lot of the guys that are greats like greg dorch was a scout team guy and dominated Right. You see, you know, Scotty Washington, like uh, all the other guys, like O-linemen that are playing like Zach Tom, scout mm-hmm. team, right. All like everybody who's kind of come through and is um, is a guy who started on scout team, worked their butt off, got bigger, got stronger and then ended up, you know, contributing on the field down the road. And, and I mean, that that's just that's development. That, that's when I think of Wake Forest. I, I think of a coaching staff and players that develop 
maybe better than anybody in the country that when you take with what you got when you walked on campus versus what you're going to be when you leave. I mean, that, that's why to me, and, and I know you don't want to hear this, and, and I don't either because I don't want him to leave, but Coach Clawson is one of the best coaches in the country. Why his name is not up when these big opportunities arrive, I, I never understand it. Like I said, I'm cool with it. Let's stay in the ACC. Let's stay awake where you are. But that development piece is just such a big piece of this program. And a guy that has really been molded and, and was able to take it to an unreal level, I feel like, was A.T. Perry. And, and Coach Clawson gave you a ton of credit for that. He said, listen, Sam took him after practices, watch film, work on routes, all these different things. And you put in the time you know, with A.T. to help turn him into this. What was that process like to where he came from nowhere to, you know, double-digit touchdowns last year and probably going to do it again this year? Yeah, I think – I mean, I think it's a credit to him. And I think it's, you know, kind of gets um, lost in it as well. It's like you're talking about Coach Clawson leaving. You know, everybody's just, you know, well, it doesn't work, so I'm just going to go to the next school. And then it doesn't work there, so I'm going to go to the next school. And it's like, you know, it's a pretty bad life skill, I would mm-hmm. say, um, if I'm going to, you know, sit on my – you know, thrown and throw stones. It's like, you know, in everything in life, you're going to have challenges. You can have up and down, ups and downs. And there's, you know, certain situations, you know, coaches, coach leaves, all that, you know, I know I get that part. Um, but I think that's a part of what made AT so special. And you just stuck to it, right? You know, you have a lot of kids you see that would come in with his talent level, like we can see now, um, you know, you sit for a year, you sit for two years, you almost sit for three years. You're like, hey, you know, like, let's, what's, you know, what's going on. Like, I'm going to go, you know, test the water somewhere else. The grass is always greener type mentality. And, you know, he stuck it out and, um, you know, credit to coach Higgins, uh, another, you know, outstanding, you know, our staff is just one of the best and we've had the same offensive staff since I was here and years before. And I think mean, that all those different factors just make it so easy to grow and have success because yeah, you, you might fail when you're young, but they stick with you and they're not like, Oh, we're going to bring in this four-star transfer or this, you know, transfer from here that didn't work out. It's like we only bring in really grad transfers. Um, and so it's not like you're, you know, waiting to get replaced. They're not like bringing a guy in and you know that he's going to get your job because they're, he's got this kind of deal coming in or whatever. So I think it's just accumulate like a whole, just the circle um, of, I guess, life here that you kind of just can thrive off of. And um, you never really feel like they completely give up on you if you consistently show up and put in the work and, um, it's been uh, it's been very cool to see multiple guys like that, but especially AT kind of take it to the next level. It's so interesting, Sam, because we've heard coaches say that the whole uh, guys are transferring, and you know it can be an issue because the grass isn't always greener. It's rare to hear a player say that. And I think obviously you've you're a veteran player, so you've seen guys go through it. But that's just really cool to hear. And when we talk about Coach Clawson, we he's talked about you, and he said you've always had the arm talent, you've always had the football IQ. That third piece was the leadership piece and, and having a team that will literally run through a wall for you. How do you feel like you've been able to develop that over the past three years at Wake? Um, you know, again, like I think uh, like it kind of always my interviews always become full circle interviews is <laughs> the, uh, you know, the talk is cheap kind of mentality is definitely something that I've seen. Um, and even myself, you know, I, you know, as a freshman, sophomore, you know, you, you want to, you know, assert yourself and be vocal and try and. Um, you know, get guys to buy in because you give a great speech or the rah-rah and the screaming and getting hype in the weight room. And um, I think it's performance. You know, I think it's a lot of it is like if you can go out and play well and, um, you know, risk your body for the guy next to you, especially as a quarterback. And 
I mean, especially in our offense, like, you know, as an O lineman, like, you you know, if your quarterback just gets out of the way of everything and every time pressure gets around, you know, ooh, or like, hey, man, like, you got to block that guy. It's like, <laughs> like I don't like I have, I don't know if I've ever raised my voice other than, you know, a couple times at my own players and even other team like other players on the field as well. It's like um, I think that's a, a big part of it. I would like to say is just like you make a mistake, like mental stuff like I can, you know, that might get me fired up if it's like, a you know constant you know struggle but physically like you're gonna make you're gonna miss your blocks you're gonna drop your passes you're gonna you know stumble fall all the different things so it's like I think just getting the guys to trust you know that I'm not like you know I expect perfection because then again it's on the flip side it's like if I'm gonna expect that then if I miss a throw and then I'm like whoa you can't get mad at me because you know yeah it's kind of that like not you know leading from like a point of view of like I'm a three-year captain I'm a senior like I'm the quarterback it's more like we're all out there to get better. We're all out there to win games. Like I need you as much as you need me. You need me as much as I need you. Let's just do this thing together. And when it comes time, like they're, they know that I'm going to, you know, dive in front of that guy for the first down or they're going to do it the same. And so I think that's one made us so successful. And one, I think has you know, gotten guys to, to be more bought in for me and then me uh, vice versa the other way. The, We've the, seen the you throw blocks, appreciation Sam. for each other's job. Yeah, we have. We have. I've seen you We've do like this it. weird maneuver where you're like boxing out. I'm like, hey, bud, it's the wrong sport. It's the wrong sport. <laughs> yeah, it's all the old butt block. That's right. Butt it gets block. it done. Well, Sam, I, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to be a kid for a second because I know you're a grown man, and, and sometimes it's like I'm talking to a coach. I'm like, can I just talk to Sam, the quarterback, for a second? You're about to break history, and you're this close, and I know you don't want me to ask you this, but you're four away from having throwing more touchdowns than anybody ever in the entire ACC that's ever lived. It's got to be cool to think about. Do, do you literally, do you think about it at all? Or are you totally cool, calm, collect? I'm in coach mode. I'm not even looking at it. No, I mean, you definitely see it. There know, we go. Like I, found some. I found it. <laughs> no, you do. And I mean, again, it's like, uh, that's more like a down the road, old man, like, right. hey, kid, that's like, right. you, you know, that was cool at some point. But no, I, I think the one humbling thing was I looked up and like uh, like the SEC records like one sixty or something crazy. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, all right, well, I'm not that good. Like Joe Burrow threw like sixty in one year, so right. I, it's definitely uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you're like, yeah, this is cool. But you also look across like Drake May's throwing like forty already, um, so I'm sure he'll catch me in three years. So um, it's it's not really you know it's nothing that I'm too um, concerned about. But yeah, it would be cool. It's a Obviously, and again, it's like one of those things where I'll put my coaching hat back on, but still my hat of it's all the people who's bought in. You know, it's a, like it goes back. It's like the same with AT that they stuck with him. He stuck with us. It's like they stuck with me through, you know, bad years, good games, bad games, all the, you know, everything that I've done here, they've stuck with me, good, bad, and the ugly. And so it's um, more credit to the people around me than myself. You know, I just throw a football here and there. Too humble, Sam. But you know what? That's okay. We respect it. Um, that would be a hell of a record. But I also think in some mom. ways Mac is trying to like, um, you know, you're pitching a perfect game and Mac's trying to jinx you. So I felt uncomfortable with that question too. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. If it, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Then somebody right. else will get it. That's right. Exactly. So as you mentioned, it, it takes two to throw a touchdown. I mean, it takes two. It takes a guy catching it. And you've had a lot of great ones in your time. We mentioned Greg Dorch earlier in the interview. But this year specifically, I mean, you have five guys who are just dudes at the wide receiver position. How have you been able to keep all of them happy this year, Sam? Like, how, how has that been possible? 
Hey, don't forget about Blake. You know, he's another guy. Okay, actually, all right, even more. I've got to throw that in there. <laughs> no, nah, they got us, so I can't really say much. But, um, no, I think um, – I don't. I mean, it's it's the culture here. I don't think there's a, there's a very selfish, uh, you know, tendency, again, for, you know, even receivers. Um, but, I mean, I think it's just the culture here. I think guys um, guys understand that, you know, their time will come and it's it all comes full circle every single – you know, game. It's like one, you know, AT has, you know, four catches for 600 yards and three touchdowns one game. And then um, the next game, it's Keyshawn. Next game, it's Taylor, you know, and some guys, it's two, three games where you're not getting it, but it's all your, all the concepts, all the stuff. It's all just, you know, it, you're helping somebody out. Somebody else is helping you out. And then you got to go block. You got to go, you know, throw a shoulder and a safety, whatnot. And um, I, I, it's a culture. It's coach Higgins, you know, his, 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 you know, wide receiver room dynamic it's I mean if you were selfish and you wanted your you know catch hungry and touchdown hungry you just stick out and you honestly probably st- you know you wouldn't be here because mm-hmm. you know most of the time those guys get weeded out um and it's just you know it's a culture here it's uh you know no it, it just wouldn't it wouldn't really fly I guess would be my sure. answer to that sure so that makes it easier man when, when the guys understand and, and that culture that's in place and I know it's so strong right now all right, let's move on. We're going to wrap up here, talk a little Duke, and, and get you on the, back into the uh, the film room or study hall. Do you study anymore? You have like six degrees, I think. Um, whatever you need. <laughs> yeah, to yeah do. I'm working on my doctorate. I actually yeah, got to go make yeah, rounds, yeah. We'll get, rounds we'll, tonight we'll get with, uh, down at Atrium Health. <laughs> That's so, perfect. Um, we'll, we'll get you back so you can do some rounds. Uh, the, the Blue Devils, man, they're much improved. And uh, Coach Elko's done a really nice job getting them in the whim column very quickly. What have you seen on them from film uh, that, that just makes them so improved in, in your opinion? I mean, they, I mean, they, they fly around. Um, I mean, they're, they're good players too, as well. Like, I don't want to say that. And then, you know, it sounds like I'm just saying they just, cause their effort, like, I mean, they, you know, they're front seven. I mean, all around they're 11 is, there's 11 guys that are, you know, bought in and, and committed to, you know, that kind of football style that is, you know, it's accustomed to wake and, um, uh, it's definitely, you know, it's going to be a big challenge and we know that it's a big game on both ends, right? This is kind of our, you know, it's a rivalry week. This is our rivalry. We're, um, we're trying to go in and, and win our, our next game and go one to know this week. And it's going to be the same message up there. And it's their senior night, right? It's the classic mm-hmm. kind of team coming in to try and, you know, ruin their senior night. And um, it's, it's definitely just, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a four quarter battle. You see how they played UNC um, Pitt, right? All those games have come down to the wire and, you know, uh, Riley, their quarterback is, you know, playing, you know, an incredible has, a, has had an incredible season throwing and running. He's, you know, he plays, you know, I would say the quarterback position really well and does, you know, runs hard and that you can tell that those guys are playing for him the way he runs the ball and just, you know, sells out. And so, um, I have a lot of respect for him and the way he plays and obviously their skill positions really, you know, they've scored a lot of points. They're running well, throwing it well. Um, so we know it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be physical. They're, they're front seven, their D line, you know, the two interior guys are probably two of the best we play all year. And, um, so we're excited for the challenge and, you know, last, last home game, last, or not home game, last regular season game of, of my career. So, um, you know, excited for the challenge. We know it's not going to be easy and it's going to be a, you know, one of those four quarter, um, drag out, knockout, um, kind of deals that we just got to, you know, survive the blows because it's going to be, um, you know, Thanksgiving. So um, even if we were playing at home, not sure how, you know, much of a, a crowd atmosphere it'll be. Um, just, you know, how those sure. Thanksgiving games go, sure. people are home. Um, but I'm sure they're going to be up for it and it's going to be a, a, a quite a, 
quite a game for sure. Probably the most physical game we play all year will be this one. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned Riley. We had him on way back in September, but the passion and and the effort that he plays with, I think reminds me of you as well. And I mean, just when you look at the quarterbacks in the state of North Carolina, it's pretty unreal. I know Devin Leary's hurt, but that group of quarterbacks is, is pretty darn special. Um, Sam, we know it's, it's your last game of the regular season, and you kind of mentioned that. I want to ask this because Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Are you a big Thanksgiving guy? And as a football player, like, can you go hard on Thanksgiving in terms of eating? Or <laughs> is that just not wise when you're playing a couple of days later? No, we can go hard. Okay, um, okay. I mean, I'm not a huge Thanksgiving guy. Oh. I'm not. I know, I know. That's wow. why I kind of, I know, I know. Shocking. Um, But we do, like every Thursday night, we have uh, kind of some of the guys on the team. We have tradition steaks. Um, so we get some big ribeyes from a, uh, one of the meat shops down downtown. Um, throw them on the uh, Blackstone, Come get them on. fired up. Little onions, little mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. So that we'll do Thanksgiving as a team, and then after it's kind of more where we get after it. Like I'm usually like a two ribeye guy. Oh like I'm gosh. I'm eating the fat. Like I'm getting after it. Like I can eat. I, like I, can, I don't. I might not look like I can, but I can. <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to that Thursday tradition steaks, the boys. Um, it's a good time. We Christmas music has made its way into the tradition good, now, good. you know, so we're sitting outside. It's freezing. Yes. <laughs> we got, we got our car hearts on. We're getting active. So it's a, it's a good time. All right. You, you saved yourself with the Christmas music. In the <laughs> I know. I know. You're, you're I'm not back. a huge Thanksgiving you're food back. guy. I understand. Um, you just want to stay. I like my red which, meat. That's kind of my yeah, thing. You're right after Max Hart. Uh, exactly. I could, I could eat red meat every meal <laughs> for the rest of my life. So I'm, I was born part carnivore. I, that's, I wouldn't advise it. it. I wouldn't advise it, but if you yeah, do what you do what you gotta do. Sam, I appreciate yeah. you, man. It's been so fun to cover you these last couple of years. Uh you're an absolute baller, dude. Appreciate your time and, and thanks always. Yeah, of course. Appreciate you guys. And always, good eats.